Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the About What Being Podcast, episode 29. Oh my god, we're so close to getting to 30. And I'm going to share you guys a fresh some Frederick Nietzsche quotes for you guys today. And from the last ones, I just flipped over the page and I read like the top three, and I was just like, oh my god. I literally said out loud to myself, out loud to myself, I said, oh shit. Because these were good ones, I really liked them. Um, so this is your QA podcast. We'll get through this. This one and the next one's obviously going, obviously going to be about sleep. If you get anything out of this, please share in your story. Just click on the three little dots, click share, link to story. Tag me in. I'd love to comment and say thank you. That would help me out so much. Or even just send this podcast to someone who you think would know anything about it. And if you learn anything, please um, please do so. You owe me one. <laughs> but if you don't, then all good. Don't worry about it. Um, should be sweet. So I'm going to kick you off with three damn... Three damn Frederick Nietzsche quotes. So here we go. It's a real good one. Your will and your foot that desires to step out beyond you, let them be your honour. Gaze outwards, not backwards. Ooh. To live. So this is a quote to, which is basically just explaining on how to live. Um, which is, to burn oneself and not yet become warm. Oh, what is meant by that? I think that's just like, you know, burn yourself, don't become warm, do all the good stuff and remain humble while you're doing it. That's like my kind of interpretation along those lines. But I like how you said that, to burn yourself, to burn oneself and yet not become warm. The next one, do not let people feast on the sweat of your brow. You are only an inch from your goal. Holy Shit. I'll say that one again. I love that one. Do not let people feast on the sweat of your brow. You're only one inch from your goal. So that other words, like don't let people use you up, get you down for whatever when you're trying and working your ass off. Because if you do, and that slows down your progress, then it's less likely you're going to get to your goal. But if, yeah, you ignore and you keep pursuit and you're staying on your path, boom, you're, you will get to your goal because you're only an inch from it. How good is that? So... I've got some questions. Grab my damn phone. And if I have enough time, so we've got 20 minutes today, I've got like some ambition stuff I'd like to get through, but fingers crossed, like I don't even know if we'll get there. All right, cool. So first question, this is a huge one. I actually really like this question. This was a, this is a really big one. So the question is, I'm just trying to actually organize my notes here. Give me two seconds, two seconds. This one, this one. Sorry, here we go. So, what is your biggest physique inspiration, Corey? Oh, man, I would honestly have to say, like, uh, how my first physique inspiration. So, it started off um, my dad, because he was jacked when I was a kid. He had these huge, like, potato biceps just hanging out of his arms. I was like, what? And I remember this... uh, um, this memory, I have a flashback. My dad at someone's 40th birthday party was like on a wine barrel out in the backyard and had his hand up on the wine barrel like this. And 
he works in sheet metal, so his forearms are just so ridiculously strong, it's fucked. And I remember at the party, I was very young, eight, eight years old, probably something like that, and I remember every single guy at the party tried to arm wrestle Dad to beat him, and he beat all of them. It was like a lineup of dudes, and he was just, boom, boom. Just knocking him down. And I was like, I want to be strong like that guy. And obviously, just watching superheroes and stuff as a kid, I always was just like, God, I want to be a hero so bad. I want to be a superhero so bad. I want to help people. I want to save people. I want to look like a hero and just embody all of those things. So, And I always kind of knew from a very young age, I was like, if I don't have, like, I will not let myself not ever be, have the body I like. And look, as far as what I'm concerned, is what jacked is. And then, yeah, I think as everyone does looking at stuff, is just diving deep into old, old mate Arnold Schwarzenegger, all of his stuff. So he obviously was huge, just watching his videos, because I know Dad liked him and stuff as well. Watching his videos, watching the old school, watching Pumping Iron, and then watching how Pumping Iron was made. Just watching all the old school videos of just his huge fucking chest and his back, and, you know, it's just the confidence that Arnold Schwarzenegger had when he was doing the things and saying all the stuff, and you're like, oh, God, are you allowed to say that? And all these different things, and... Yeah, and obviously he revitalized a whole, you know, fitness revolution and industry and, and, and brought it popular just from getting filmed all the time. And, um, yeah, just looking at all of that stuff, I was like, well, fuck, why not me too? And with all the dreams and aspirations and, uh, like, basically wanting to get bigger than my dad um, <laughs> to try and make him kick his ass, they all kind of combined. But I had that sort of... Um, self-expectations of myself to be there, and I would never have not been there regardless. No way in hell. Like, so in, in all honesty, the biggest physique inspiration would be my best self's inspiration, but I used motivation from um, all of these other different people and the rest of it. And then just watching, like, you know, obviously action movies, cartoons, Dragon Ball Z, like, Jesus Christ, I mean, you look how shredded they make the male body look right there. And then I had this, I had the self-belief that if you had a sexy body, girls would be attracted to you. So... I trained really hard to thought that I'd become extremely uh, attractive to girls, and uh, I can firmly say <laughs> that, that that is not the case, and that is not what they find attractive, for sure. It's only just a benefit. We think it is extremely attractive, because we're, as men, uh, visual creatures. So, girls are more feeling from the heart. So, uh, next question. This one is huge. What is the... I'll save this one, actually. So one of the next ones is marijuana training. What are the good effects it has on the body with training and stuff? So I'm going to say the opposite. I don't I don't believe it's all that good. Um, THC ruins your lungs. It helps you. It makes you get into a bad sleep. Studies have proven THC fucks your sleep up and um, ruins your lungs and does some stuff in the blood which isn't too good for it. Now, I'm just going off the top of my head here for the stuff I've researched. I haven't looked at it that regularly recently. So I don't believe it's extremely good for getting into a parasympathetic state and in order to build a whole bunch of muscle. However, there are a bunch of athletes that like to use the marijuana to help them get into a flow, st flow state while they're actually training and being athletes and the rest of it. And you can sort of get like a, like if you're more connected and you're smarter, and it depends as well. People have different DNA types and people have different experiences on where everyone's completely, you know, uh, has their own subjective experience. And if you're own experience benefits and enhances you and you know you're getting results from it then like hey like why not but as long as it's not you are if you're if you go to, if you ever have the feeling of oh i need to use weed in order to get a good workout or i need to i need this you shouldn't be using it at all um 
It's the same thing with pre-workout, same thing with caffeine. If you have an attachment to it, get rid of it, stop using it. But if you're using it every now and then as an enhancement because you find an enhancement to it, then by all means, um, it can have um, the effects because I believe that it does have some sort of mind-to-muscle effects that you can use. So if, like you say, you are going to use it, it'd be best to use like in the morning, I think, for a workout and then sober up through the rest of the day before nighttime in order to get a really good sleep. Now, the thing is, is that weed can also... It does ruin your sleep, but it can get you a better parasympathetic state, so I can understand the benefits of having it during a workout and then having the calming effects afterwards to use. But in all honesty, if you're going to use weed or anything else, you're better off using CBD and using that either before bed to get to a really good rest day and then also like an hour after training because CBD helps with inflammation and you want at least an hour or two of inflammation to settle in after you train. Use your CBD then extremely beneficial. So that's my thoughts on that. I'll probably dive really deep into this into another time. And if you need CBD, Rob Skibihi, who was on my last, um, uh, my last, one of my last podcasts can sort you out. Here's the best CBD strain. And it's used from like an old school Rudolf Steiner's method. And the weed is all grown completely organic. And is one of the highest like cannabinoid content in there, as well as having like just some of the other freshest, best compounds in there. So you can just DM him, DM me, and I'll, I'll link you onto him if you guys need some CBD. So next one, how to tackle mental health. Oh baby. So I'm going to dedicate a whole podcast to this, uh, probably a couple to be honest. So but I'll just touch on it. So what is mental health? So I guess the mental and the physical body are the exact same thing. I extremely believe. And yeah, if you're, I believe, yeah, if your body's healthy, your mind's going to be healthy. If your mind's healthy, your body's going to be healthy. Now, what is mental health? And I I think that one way to probably describe it is what people would presume mental health to be would just be like not experiencing anxiety and depression, but we're all always going to experience anxiety and depression. So how can we get mental optimal health? And that would be like, well, one of the things is we can remove anxiety and depression as best as possible. And how do we do that? Just through like meditation, being awareness, doing like mental techniques to, to figure things out. Um, knowing how impulse control, sorting out um, how to focus, where our focus is, where our attention is, blah, 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 blah. But I think the main thing is that like, obviously mental and your mind and your body are the, are the same damn thing, except when you get cut on your arm, right? This is Trey Menzies, by the way. Thanks for the shout-out, bro. Thanks for the question. Um, if you get a cut on your arm, it hurts like fuck, and then it heals and it scabs and it hurts for a while, you know what I mean? To teach you the lesson not to cut your arm again. It's the same thing with your mind. If something's happening to you and you get sort of injured mentally or someone says something to you that's mean or whatever, um, it's going to scar you. and You have to, like, let that heal and think about it and treat it carefully with your room with your wound you don't want to keep banging it again and if you get like a mental scar someone says something bad to you and you keep thinking about it thinking about it you're just opening up that wound so it's like oh god how can we close this and i believe most of our anxiety and depression comes to us or gets blown and shown in our face and we get those little injuries even if it's someone being mean or whatever a lot of the time it's because you're not following yourself down the path that you're supposed to you're being a poser you're not being authentic to yourself and you're not doing the right shit and you're not looking after yourself or you're too fucking stressed out which is all just slowing down your rate of you being on the path that you're supposed to be on so firstly for men it's like what is your purpose our masculine side what is your purpose our feminine side where are we getting love you know what i mean you got the two cores obviously men majority more masculine purpose 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 what's my purpose feminine majority of women where, where am I getting love from? Where am I getting love from? And, it's, and that doesn't have to be in a relationship. That can be in love with life, the world, things, whatever it is. So um, 
sorting those two out, where's your love, where's your purpose, and are you following those? Firstly, you've got to clarify both of those. What is my actual purpose? Is my actual purpose? Let's fucking sprint down here. So you've got to find it, then you've got to sprint towards that, and you're always going to be off and on, and that's when anxiety and depression sort of use use a bumper to be like, get back on the path. Y'all doing it wrong, you got some other stuff to figure out. Or if something changes, then you've got to be adaptive for that. And the same thing, where's the love coming from? Whatever, like, we all have masculine and feminine within us. Where's the feminine core, and is that getting stimulated as well? Interesting! Obviously, I'll do a whole podcast on this, but thank you for the question. There's some little tips right there. Um, another question I got from my mate Paul Banwell and um, George they ba- uh, George Blackett, they said, just like, why are you so handsome? And <laughs> I say, thank you so much for the question, guys. And... Um, I can't fucking answer that question, can I? It's because I keep my face shaved occasionally. I don't know. I think I'm pretty retarded, to be honest. Anyway, so the next one, we've got a question. Just thanks for the question, guys. You made me feel real special. I'll take that in. I don't take it lightheartedly. Peace. All right, so for the last question, my buddy Lucas asked, what was the pivotal point in life that led you to health and well-being? Well, it's a great question. When I was four or five years old, I read a book on health and the human body. And it just had all these health facts in there. Like, you know, your lungs can spread out to the size of a tennis court. Your intestines, if you get to a size of like a very small, like a fishing wire or something, wraps around the world. Um, and just like ha- ha- all the amount of blood vessels we have and, you know, what our skin does, what our brain, it just has all this crazy stuff in there. And I remember being in like reception year one and the teacher asking all these question facts and like sort of like to surprise all the kids. And I was like, put my hand up. And I was like, I know the answer to this. And I'd answer all these questions. He was like, Jesus, you know all your stuff. And then just through, um, like, growing up, singing, dancing, and acting, I was very connected into my voice from singing all the time. I was very connected into acting out certain roles and archetypes, uh, spiritual and, and, and all the rest of it, just because of acting. You, wouldn't, you didn't even realize that was the case. And being extremely physical, dancing, so being in touch with my body and... Um, all the rest of it, I just sort of fell in love with the physical aspect um, of ourselves. And I just did really well in all health P subjects um, growing up as a kid, and I was just fascinated by just what the body did. <laughs> I was so completely fascinated. Now, when I, when I dived into that uh, specifically, oh, God, that's actually a really good question. As I kind of went nuts at school, I got like just... A's, straight A's for health and PE every single time I did those. And um, I and bio, uh, biology, I actually failed at school, but that was because I didn't know how to do, I didn't know how to school, didn't know how to do tests. Everyone in the, in the class would ask me questions about it because I loved, loved it. But when it come to the assignments, like, no, shit, I handed it up two weeks late. Boom, fail, fail. I was like, God damn it. So I guess the real pivotal point was I went through some shit Um Mentally, when I started training and gymming, I fell in love with the gym and I was like, well, I need to get really healthy in order to make a whole bunch of muscle. And this is where the realization sort of come in. It sort of developed over quite a few years. After some really toxic relationships, after parents splitting up, after getting extremely down to myself, being extremely lost for a few years, um, riddled with anxiety and depression, becoming suicidal for quite some time and getting over those humps and getting over those hurdles, um, sort of drive me to the the point to go and explore myself. I went to Bali and I know I had to do all these type of meditation experiences and I just dug in deep and was like, what is my ultimate goal? And I was like, well, I really want to compete and win world titles at this shit. And how the fuck am I going to do that in a job 
that I'm working eight hours a day and how the fuck am I going to do that when, um, like, it's extremely expensive to go see all these different people and do all these different things to sort myself out. I'm like, well, shit, I've got to learn all of it out my damn self. So I just started researching like crazy putting stuff in like crazy. What happened was I just started talking about it all the time to all my friends and all my family. And then next minute, people just started getting all these crazy results. And it was kind of like the universe was just sort of directing me and put me in this path to be like, look, you're, you're doing extremely good at this. And every time I did that, or people, like a huge way I receive happiness is when someone tries something that I am doing. And they come back and have the same experience as me. Like, you see, I'm smiling right now, like, so much. I I find that hilarious, and it fills me up. Like, I even just had a voice message from someone not too long ago. My old buddy Jackson, who'd been listening to these, and he, he was just like, bro, I did the coffee thing. I had, like, a week off coffee, or three days off coffee. I had a coffee, then I had another day off coffee, and I had another coffee. And fucking hell, like, I've got such a huge bump from the coffees. Oh, man, I find that hilarious. I think that is absolutely beautiful. And I absolutely love that. And that fills my cup up. And I was like, well, you know what? If this is the best stuff and it's making me happy, these are some of the things that I need to be doing. So I really started doing them. And the universe received. uh, I started receiving from the universe. I started becoming abundant in other areas, which was quite awesome. And I feel extremely convicted with my purpose and my passion. I did a whole bunch of work. I've done a whole bunch of like book exercises, writing exercises, journaling exercises, um, personality tests, strengths tests, Jordan Peterson's program, a whole bunch of philosophy, dark side things, just even taking traveling Europe mindfully and doing things to you know, I was reading certain philosophy books and doing certain experiences and the rest of it. And it just like, they just kept building up to be, to tell me like, do this shit because you're good at it. You remember this shit really well and people vibe with you and your energy when you're on a lot with this and you're fucking helping them. And then I basically developed my hierarchy, did all the things and you know, I'm trying to climb that as best as possible myself. God damn, that's why we're out here. So thank you for the damn question. So we have just a couple minutes. I'm going to run through just some notes I took on ambition recently. We've got to it. Um, I'm not going to explain it out in detail, but I'm going to say it as clear as possible so y'all can understand. So what we've got here is take note on these. I've got, if you like, I'll put a link. I've got, a, I'll put a link in the notes to notes that I've taken on this on a Google document that you can view if you like. Might turn it into an article, might not. Who knows? All right, so here we go. What is ambition? Ambition is a match between your inner and outer expression of yourself. What is inner expressions of yourself? That is like your brain, your brain rewiring. Um, It is the goals that you have. It's your analysis. It's your um, internal preparations that you're setting up for things. Do not rush as soon as you wake up because that puts you in a state of your willpower getting shrunken. Busyness is highly addictive. You feel needed and important with busyness. Disconnect yourself from that. Busyness reduces awareness and presents and presenteeism. So the feeling of actually being present. You actually forget what you're doing. This is like when you're feeling busy. So it's not always that good because busyness can become an identity, right? And it's your own identity. And you think it's the only way to be successful. It's the only way to be happy. It's the only way to get friendships. It's the only way to be responsible. It's the only way to be a man. You know what I mean? All those different things. When that is not the case, the busyness does not lead to success, Straight up. It's being clear, consistent, and precise with your shit is what it does. Brain rewiring is extremely important. You want to be looking at the positive things in life, and that's extremely crucial. You want to have your body at uh, 
baseline to when anything happens to think of the positive of something, even if it's annoying. So you want to find a way to rewire your brain every single day that works for you, whether that's being mindful, meditating, using positive affirmations, mood songs, or cognitive behavior therapy. Meditation is awesome. It gets the be- it gets better at self-control skills, attention, stress management, impulse control, focus, and self-awareness. Set goals to take action. Extremely important. You want a goal to build your willpower muscle. The stronger you get a willpower, the best you are at everything else. So analysis also leads to paralysis. The more you're analyzing things, um, the less shit gets done. So what you want to do is have raw experiences to do them up. Now, raw experiences are getting exposed to new environments, putting yourself out there to actually test your mind, test your goals and the rest of it. Also, find out what your unique definition of success is. Extremely important. Um, Preparation sets you up. For action and action makes you feel good. Your routine is your way of life, which feeds your desires and becomes ambitions, which turns into reality. And your reality is your success. Boom. Big love, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Again, if you love it, you learn anything, share it with someone, put it on your story. I will send y'all some huge love for that. Enjoy it. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.